All right, and welcome back to the show. I'm joined by Q. We are on the old setup still, as my bathroom is still delayed on completion. We really we jumped in with just full force on the mics and said, just kidding, for two weeks. Yep, just, just kidding. More. My contractor said he could get in, and I said, let's do it now because you delayed me three months last time. Yep. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. Got to jump on all the getting good, whatever. <laughs> Get it while the iron's hot? Yeah, something like that. Hit the metal till the metal's hot, <laughs> I guess. Episode 60. Hey. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need an intro song. If anyone's yes. musically talented, send it to us. We, we, need need a guitar- we need a guitarist and somebody who can do editing because we all know that I don't do editing. <laughs> um, but we've got some good trailers that we were just watching. Um, we just finished... So we've talked about a lot of trailers that are already out, uh, run through some of them, that don't seem to have any updates, except for Batman got a new uh, updated trailer that Jake's yeah. saying is pretty good. Yes, they basically just released like a whole scene from the movie, which was incredible. I, I won't like detail it. It's You've seen bits and pieces of it from other scenes, but mm-hmm. it's like people are hunkering down, there's police everywhere, a car comes through a building, the Riddler might be in the room, who knows? Right. And there's, yeah, it's, it's great. Well, and we got an official run time. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, that seems to be the only one that's really gotten an update. We've already covered Moonfall, Morbius, Jackass Forever, Uncharted, Rumble, Batman, Sonic 2, The Northmen, Fantastic Beats and Where to Drop Them, The Unbearable Weight of Mass and Talent, John Wick 4, Top Gun, Multiverse Madness, Moon Knight, Studio 666, and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Uh all those seem to be unchanged as of last week. Yep. Um, the new trailers we saw this week um, were Ring, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power teaser on their... Um, teaser of the intro? Teaser of the show? The, yeah. Which they did in Practical, which, yep. you know, for Lord of the Rings properties is a very exciting thing to see an emphasis on practical effects because... Yep. Honestly, like 60% of all of my issues with The Hobbit were with CGI effects over practical. What, you didn't love the barrel scene? You didn't love them bobbing down the barrels in the river? I, the Goblin King's neck. Oh, that did that, – that, I did hate that. I think about that about once every couple months, oh. and it makes me kind of throw up in the back of my mouth a bit. You're thinking about it way too much for a movie that came out not any time recently. <laughs> I know. It just – it lingers much like whatever sensation he has in that area of his Ooh. face. Um, Pam and Tommy is a trailer that we didn't talk about, but Sebastian Stan, we have talked about on the yeah. show, I think, Sebastian Stan and Megan Fox, not Megan Fox, no. um, girl from Baby Driver, Kathy Vernet. Um, wow, I'm impressed. Looks uh, really good, perfect cast. Still think Lily Machine James. Lily James. Still think Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox should have just like. Gone in as themselves. Pretty much. Well, in uh, Machine Gun Kelly has played Tommy Lee oh. in a previous property on, I think it was The Dirt on Netflix, if I remember right. Uh, somebody can tweet at us and correct us if I'm wrong. Um, but that looks good. Uh, we watched uh, Jurassic World Dominion. Um, you are correct. It was Tommy Lee, uh, Machine Gun Kelly playing Tommy Lee. Perfect. Um, it really looked. Dress World Dominion really, really looks like a movie theater announcement about not using your cell phone in yeah. the theater. It it doesn't feel like a trailer. 
I don't know what it is. It, it, you you phrased it best when you said um, it um, really feels like a teaser for a ride or something. Yeah, it, it feels like like the Spider Man interactive ride you'd go on, where you sit in that like four wide cart, mm-hmm. you have the little spider gun or whatever. Yeah, you're shooting at the uh, dinosaur or something. Exactly. I've got low hopes for it, and they're saying it's going to come out this year. Highly doubt. Haven't seen anything for it. We've got a lot of year left. It's got some runway. Mm-hmm. This feels like a planned delay. Yeah, easily. Um, and then one of our favorite games to love to beat us up emotionally and mentally, Cuphead, is getting a show. Yeah. Um, which, man, the two of us went very different on our expectations of it. It's rated TVY7. Yes, you said it should be rated R. I thought Not it, a TV rating. I thought it would be... <laughs> You know what? You make a really good point. Uh, TVMA is where I kind of yeah. expected it to go. And there's nothing in the game that's explicitly, like, mature content. I mean, the premise is these two cups mm-hmm. went to a casino, gambled away all their money, and then gambled away their souls to the literal devil. Yes. And we, they now have to go kill people to get their souls back. Right. Which makes me think that it should would be a mature show. On paper, mature show. Right. In actuality, it's... It's the same as uh, Grand Adventures of Billy Manny or Flapjack or yeah. any of those. You know what? And as somebody, I, I gotta, I gotta kind of retract a, or jump back a little bit. But as somebody who has complained heavily that kids shows are so nerfed these days, you know what? I gotta say, I'm in. Yeah, I, I completely retract. This should be TVY seven. Maybe it should get even more aggressive <laughs> and keep the same rating. <laughs> But no, like we had these shows that, as kids that were awesome, yeah. and we've done at least one or two uh, drafts of them. We did, I think we did one draft. We did Cartoon Network. That's right. We never got around to the other ones. Um, we'll do it one day. We'll do it on the mics. Well, con- yeah, content picked up, and so we really lost that dead time that we had yes. because of the pandy. Um, but yeah, we're this might be a uh, return to shows with deeper subtext for kids. Trust your Fun children. Fuck whole family. Yeah. Your children are smarter than you give them credit for. Trust them with more knowledge. Don't, hey. make, don't make kids dumber by making shows dumber. I'm here for that. Um, let's see. Down Abbey got a trailer I couldn't care less about. The Legend of Vox Machina. The- yes, that did drop a trailer, yep. which I've seen like three seconds of. Um, it's Critical Role's D&D campaign that's on... Ooh, Amazon, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime, yeah. Um, so, actually, this brings me to something I wanted to talk with you about, mm-hmm. and this is a great segue into it. Okay. Do you want to talk Vox Machina first? Uh, All right. Uh, I've seen, like, a bunch of little two-second uh, blurbs from it on Instagram and stuff. Yeah. I love the animation style. Um, oh, the animation looks great. Knowing the number of voice actors who are signed on for it and everything... I've got really, really high hopes, and Amazon tends to throw money. Like, Amazon's last animated series was one of my top series of the year last year. I, to say that I've got high hopes for this being good is an understatement. Okay. Um, but what are your thoughts? I'm also very excited for it. I never, I never fully watched it. Um, I watched a lot of the clips of things from that season, and then I read up on some lore because I got curious but didn't want to watch, like, 53-hour uh, streams because mm-hmm. I was already doing that for another campaign. <laughs> right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they have so, so many voice actors. It's kind of incredible. Uh, the animation does look pretty 
astounding. Um, really excited for that. And you know, it, it's it seems like a very basic kind of hey, it's an adventure. There's some bad shit going on, and this mm-hmm. is a group that's going to do something about it, type of thing. Yeah, and it looks great. Okay. Um, I'm curious. I'm curious how many like D and D references we're going to get, and. I know that's kind of a weird thing to say about a show that's based right. in D&D, but I wonder if when we're going to see like a D20 sitting in the back of a tavern or something. Yeah, as um, like a little subtle thing. Yes. Yeah. Like subtle nods, like a logo here and there. Because yeah. um, this feels like a great opportunity for product placement to subsidize the cost of making the show. Absolutely. Um, but what I was going to ask you is uh, we're now in this era where Stranger Things probably kicked it off, I would argue. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of revitalized that. Yeah. yeah, where D&D became something that's now more in the public lexicon. We've got um, the cast of Critical Role who, if you don't know who they are, give them a Google. There's You've a bunch of them. It, yeah, it changes season to season. So, you know, uh, it's more people than I can keep in the in my head. But it's led by Matt Mercer. Yep. Um, and... It's voice actors from a gajillion shows, and you've probably – you've heard every one of their voices at least a dozen times, whether or not you know it. Yeah. Um, Almost certainly. And we've got guys uh, – who is – who's the guy who's married to – Travis Willingham is married to uh, Laura no, Bailey? No, no, no. I'm, uh, the other group that's all famous actors that's uh, – the guy um, – Oh, 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 you're talking about... Vergara? Yeah, Sophia Vergara's husband. Sophia Vergara's husband. Um, um, well, I hate that I know that, and I don't know what his name is. He was in Spider-Man. It's, yes. Uh, I'm going to feel so bad when... Ooh, come on. Uh, John Man- Manganiello... Man- shit. Manganiello. Joe Manganiello. <laughs> I, I know how to pronounce it, but now I can't unhear that. <laughs> I know. I keep fucking butchering it. I'm very sorry. Joe Mac... Joe... God almighty. Yeah, I fucked Joe Maganello. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go... Yeah. I think yeah. that's good enough. <laughs> um, but his group is a bunch of other famous people. My com critical role as well. Yes. Um, and... I don't really know... The question kind of is, you see people online all the time go, Matt Mercer's ruining D&D and all this sort of stuff. And it's like, what's your take on that first? My take on that is people are associating the fact that there are quote-unquote normies who see Critical Role and then they're like, I want to do D&D and I want it to be just like Critical Role. Mm-hmm. And I will have no deviation from said thing. Mm-hmm. I will play That's this. not what Matt Mercer does. No. Yeah. It's, it's people trying to copy him. Mm-hmm. Because he, they're basically upset that he set the bar so high. Yes, in my opinion. Which, boy, did it, so me and Jake. It's come up in some light references prior, but me and Jake uh, are each in each other's campaign where we both uh, run. Yep. Um, and boy, once I started running the campaign for you guys, I realized how high of a bar he set. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> God yeah. He's got to be on for three hours at a time. And he does a really good job of it. Yeah, it turns out fluid. And he's a professional voice actor, and which helps. Yes. Um, Instead of being the master of a thousand voices that all sound pretty much the same. Yes. Um, but what I would throw out there that a lot of people don't realize is he's got a team behind him. Yep. Um, now he probably does a lot of his own prep because he probably has a good idea of where he wants to go. But 
there's a lot of and there's a lot of things with like sponsorships and yeah. that sort of thing where he gets cool things. Um, oh god, absolutely. But like, I don't know. I it just kind of came to mind that people were like, I saw like something on Reddit where people were like, "Can you believe they're getting paid to voice act in a show that we've all been on the Patreon?" Like, what it was is they did a Kickstarter, yeah, to get the show off the ground, yeah, and then they're getting paid for the show, yeah. And people are upset that they have to have an Amazon Prime subscription to watch the show. Do, do people not understand how content works? Right. I like, mean, they this, should put it on right? YouTube because we did a Kickstarter. I'm like, no, no, no. You guys gave them enough money to give an exec a check to say, hey, please look at this. Yeah. You, basically, the Kickstarter was, here's enough to get off the ground mm-hmm. and for us to not have... Maybe a product placement every episode. Right. Maybe you'll see a D&D Beyond thing in the back, but who knows? Like, yeah, yeah. And I, hell, run, run a five-minute uh, set of, like, five one-minute ads yeah. beforehand and say D&D Beyond, Wizards of the Coast, what have you. Um, yeah. I don't care. Like, I don't know. I guess I was a little frustrated just looking at, like, this level of gatekeeping and people yeah. like, celebrities are ruining D&D. Oh, and I'm just like, no, you're you're the kind of person who's ruining D and D. Don't gatekeep. It's it's a fun activity. The more people that are wanting to and willing to play, however they find out, great. Mm-hmm. It does not matter as long as it's in good, like obviously a good context. If they're finding out through something terrible. Then yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, generally, it's like you hear about oh, this group of people are having it and playing it and having a very fun time. Like, mm-hmm. I don't don't hate on other people's fun. Well, you know the other thing I find interesting is the number of people who think it's a video game or a board game. Oh. <laughs> like, and I'm in like the the leap from where you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm going to game night or something, and you're just like, I don't know how to explain this. It's theater of oh. mind with dice. Sorry, like, I thought you were saying. I thought you were saying they thought Legend. Uh, Critical Role box Oh yeah it was, was a video game, video game No no game. I'm talking to people who think yes. D&D itself is like a video game or a board game And you're yeah. just like I don't know how to explain this well it, It's uh, a book and theater of the mind Yeah I tried to explain it to my girlfriend and her family And they sure don't get it Same Which is fair It's not If you're not in that realm of thought You're not going to get it probably but. I, I explained it to my girlfriend And she got most of it But Man, if I tried to explain it to her parents, I'm just going to avoid that conversation probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I tried to. And then it got brought up as like, oh, what were you doing on Wednesday or whatever? I was like, oh, those were the guys playing some games. What were you playing? I, D&D. <laughs> I just say game night. Yeah, I should have done that. Uh, I'm not good on my feet. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's not even that I'm trying to hide anything. It's just it's like this is an easier explanation for yeah. all of us. Oh, absolutely. Um. <laughs> no, but it's, it's great. I, I'm a big D&D fan. Um, I got in watching other people play. Actually, I got in from watching charity live streams of people doing quote unquote D and D. I think I legitimately got into it because somebody said, "Hey, it's the pandemic. Do you want to hop on Zoom and try this?" And yeah. I said, and my brain went, "I need human interaction of any kind." <laughs> there you go. And then I realized it was a lot of fun. Um, and now we're going down the rabbit hole soon of probably Warhammer 40k. So God. me and Q are... Oh, did you watch that clip I sent you, by the way? I have not, but okay. I watched an hour and 45 minute clip of the history of the 40k universe. 
And You're going to love the clip I sent you then. I, I want to fall straight onto a knife after trying to absorb all that in one go. Um, yeah, the clip I sent you makes fun of that a little bit. <laughs> but one of the things I wanted to get into or yes. bring up was people who go D&D is this crazy expensive hobby. And I'm like, oh. It can be. But there's a ceiling. Yes. If you buy minis and you buy all the books, like at most playing D&D, if you bought everything and memberships to every map making service and every world building service and D&D Beyond, Masterclass, you're probably, like your fixed costs are probably a thousand bucks. Yeah. Maybe a little higher, maybe a little lower. And your variable cost of subscription services and various minis you might buy over time might be like another 60 bucks a year. Yeah. Like, I, so I bought all of the uh, source, source books. books, not the adventure books. Right. Uh, a couple years back for 300 bucks, I think. For lay people, source books are rules. Um, yeah. Rules and some. Yeah, mainly rules and like characters and other things like yeah, that. Yeah, it, it's options. Yeah. Adventure books are stories that DMs don't really have to think too much and can just use to yeah. run off of. Yeah, uh, source books. Man, like how many listeners do you think we're losing in this segment? Uh, probably a lot. Who knows? Hopefully not. Hopefully I'll enjoy it. But yeah, it, it can be expensive. Mm-hmm. Well, and what brought it up was I'm a big car nut yeah. and I ordered some parts for the Miata. And I realized that the parts that I, the singular group of parts that I ordered for the Miata is the, like the running expense for all of D and D goods for like two years. Oh, <laughs> I went, oh yeah, in like, I, and I happened to be reading a Reddit post about how expensive D and D was at the same time, and I was like, oh boy, you guys don't understand hobbies that are more expensive than drug addictions. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> car stuff as well that's a high barrier to entry because you got to be mechanically minded mm-hmm. and good at fixing things and you got to be willing to just be miserable mm-hmm. you like the issue with being into cars is i have taken a reliable vehicle yeah and decided that about once every six months i'm okay with being on the side of the road stranded fixing it because i wanted <laughs> it i wanted it to zoom zoom a little harder when i pressed the gas stick took a reliable car and he said i'm gonna ruin it yeah <laughs> I want it to ride rougher. <laughs> I want it to grip harder. I want it to eat gas more. And I want it to be less reliable. But you but, know what? It better go zoom zoom. But it goes zoom faster. zoom faster. <laughs> because I'm an idiot. Ugh. But yeah, uh, well, and I was kind of looking at Warhammer 40K and that Hero one. Clicks. I, I like tabletop wargaming and I never have gotten into it because yeah. of the barrier to entry. Because those actually do get to be expensive hobbies. Oh, God, yeah. If you're um, buying all the minis, you're buying, like, the, the paints. Paints. You better believe paint. I'm just buying a lot of painted ones. Uh, I'm going to be lazy. I'm going to find somebody on eBay who's selling a bunch that are in a color I like sure for can. 300 bucks. Yeah. Um, Etsy. Etsy, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> D&D is a great hobby. Yeah, D&D is a great hobby. We're a bunch of nerds. Yes. We're looking forward to the Vox. Wow. The Vox Machina trailer spilled into that probably 15-minute segment. Yeah. Um, Got to issue a retraction from last week's episode. Not a retraction, but an addition. Uh, Thomas, friend of the show, reached out to us. Um, This is in regards to Ted Lasso. Yes. Uh, Ted Lasso's Christmas episode and the Beard on a Trip episode exist because the show was made to have 10 episodes 
Um, and Apple said, hey, you guys have to have 12 episodes. That's how we've pitched it for advertisers, for content creation, for budget, whatever. Which is so weird, but I, you do you, I guess, Apple. Right. Um, and so they had to build out two filler episodes where they basically put in minimal cast. And if you look at the Christmas episode, uh, Jason Sudeikis in – well, but your high-paid cast is in it for two minutes of runtime, yeah, and the rest of it's players, tertiary characters. That's fair. Um, and then the beard episode is three guys from the bar, six other people, yeah. and Coach Beard. And that's the whole episode okay. in, in cast uh, and some extras. Like, yeah. I'd say they did the Christmas episode better in yes. terms of it being a, a quote-unquote filler. And fitting into the overall story. story. Yeah. Yeah. The beard episode is fine. It's just it, – it can take you out a little bit. Yes. Like, what, the, what the hell is going on? The, and this puts it in better context why the Beard episode yeah. – because they probably did the Christmas episode and then said, okay, we got to fill in another one. And Thomas made a great point, which was the prior episode ends after the game and yeah. the episode after that one picks up the next morning after the game. And the Beard episode occurs – Right in between that time. Yeah, between like 8 o'clock at night and like 6 in the morning. Yeah. Um, wow. So, yeah. <laughs> um, you brought up a Pokemon Legends game coming up? Oh, yeah. The open world-ish Pokemon game, uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Uh, that had uh, kind of a gameplay trailer release. So is it going to be, I guess, is it going to be more like Sword and Shield? Um, yes. Is it for mobile or Switch? or? It's for Switch. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I guess let, let's start with what console it's on, because then you start kind of building out what yeah. it's going to look like. It's on Switch. It's uh, the little chibi models that they're doing now. Okay. Um, you'll run around in an open world. There will be tall grass so, areas where you run in there. 3D version of what we played as kids, basically? Yes. Okay. But, like, yeah, it's... Because Sword and Shield kind of went to more of that, like, it's, it's proportional model. Pokemon Breath of the Wild, but tone it down a little bit. Okay. You got me where I need to be. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's not you can climb every mountain, but it's pretty cool. Are we going to keep Mega Evolutions, you think? They're, so you're going back in time for this game. Okay. So they kind of stripped some things back. They're merging some generations. Like you got, you got three different start. Like the start of Pokemon are from three different de- generations. Okay. One of them is Cyndaquil. I don't remember the other two because I like Cyndaquil. <laughs> um, um, let's see if we can't find this real quick. Arceus starters. Um, boy, did this give me none of the information I wanted. Well, because they just released the, uh, okay, it was, uh, Cyndaquil, Oshawott, and Rowlet. So, Oshawott's the, like, penguin boy with the seashell thing. Stomach. Yeah. And then Rowlet is the owl from one of the more recent generations. I mean, Cyndaquil is the obvious choice here. Yeah. Yeah. They, so, but they're all... They do understand that they made they made the starters in a way where there's a ninety seven percent pick rate for one of them. Yeah, <laughs> and um, then there's like three people who don't. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, they did continue. make them look kind of cool. Their final evolutions they changed them up a lot. Oh, okay. because they're all this Hisuian region, which is supposed to be very cold. So like we, we talked about this previously with uh, Growlithe. Yes, having the fucking hair all over its eyes. They're like, what What have they done to my boy? <laughs> my boy, they massacred my boy. They made Arcanine look very cool. So the gen- the uh, next one is better. They've, the, all this was released in a lot of leaks, but they've pretty much leaked oh, the entire Oh, these look sick. Thing. Yeah. Syndical yeah. still looks the most badass, 
but they definitely improved the designs for the other two. Yes. Um, but Cyndaquil, very popular with me and you. Yes. We were here when Gen the original – yeah, we were here for Gen 2. I went to a concert this weekend, and I felt very old. Yeah. Because I, I went, believe it. I went to the Big Booty concert, the Two Friends concert who do the Big Booty mixes. And I was older than the average crowd. There was about – we weren't the oldest people there because there was like a 50-year-old who was up in the crowd. Oh. Um, <laughs> and there was some dude our age who was on something because he didn't stop moving. And his head was going back and forth by, like, two-foot increments for, like, four straight hours. Um, And just over to the right of us. But there was a moment where two friends – because if you've ever been to an EDM show, um, they get up there occasionally and they yell something at the crowd to get the crowd hype. And then they jump into the next track. And he said, if you know this classic, sing along with us. And it was Fall Out Boy. They call it a classic. They call it a classic, and I died a little bit inside, and I told my girlfriend I got to go get a beer and maybe hang myself in the bathroom. <laughs> I got to go get a beer and a long piece of rope. <laughs> As the bartender, I'm going to borrow his belt for a minute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, oh. so he, and then he was like, we got it. And then like 30 minutes later, he's like, if you know this oldie, and it was the fray, How to Save a Life. Oh, and I was no. like, oh, man, no. right in the heart. Ah, <laughs> that was solid middle school era. Oh no, I hate getting old. <laughs> we're not even old yet. That's I the no. That's the scary thing. Is my girlfriend's convinced we're old. She's like a like grandma at this point in her own mind. Tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough when you've bought into it. Um, I agree. I'm not fully bought into it, but this does make me feel it. Yes, but yeah, like that was that was an unreal come to Jesus moment sitting in that concert where I was like, oh, mm. yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> um, Ugh, all that from Pokemon. All which that is from, fair. Yes. Yeah, it it looks pretty good. Maybe I'll get a switch. Mm-hmm. And somebody's making an FPS. You cannot find this anymore. It's oh, been scrubbed. It's been scrubbed off the internet. Did Nintendo yeah. get to it? Nintendo <laughs> absolutely was like, no, none of this will exist. <laughs> there was a guy who was uh, quote unquote making an F first person shooter, shooter for Pokemon, like a hunting, like Deer Hunter twenty sixteen. Re- all the guns are reskinned. The same sound, but yeah. yeah, it's just him shooting Pokemon that are running at him in the face. No blood or anything, but it's like you're clearly killing these animals. <laughs> It was horrific. Like, it was really one of those things where I was like, D-. I realized in a split second, I was like, it was kind of fun. Damn, the de- internet's desensitized me. No. <laughs> it was fun to see the people like, you know, Pokemon Sword and Shield was a thing. Mm-hmm. Usually there's three games, like a, a red, blue, and yellow. Mm-hmm. Sword, shield, shield, and gun. gun. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh. it, as of yesterday, the 24th, I think, it's all gone. Dang. Um, let's see. You got anything else on Arcus? No. All right. Batman, confirmed runtime, 175 minutes, or almost three hours of runtime. Yeah. Described as nearly like a horror movie. Yep. Um, and actually, uh, Matt Reeves, the director, kind of did some more statements about what made him... Uh, made that comment? 
not that comic, but like what inspired him. He said it was a lot of uh, 80, 70s, 80s things. If I can find the damn post, I thought I screenshotted it. I apparently did Well, not. and people are like worried about this. Matt Reeves did Planet of the Apes, uh, the more recent series, obviously. Yeah. Cloverfield. So if you want a guy who can... He's going to do great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, reboot Planet of the Apes after Mark Wahlberg's yeah. Planet of the Apes. And he Man. crushed it. Yes, he um, did a great job with it. Cloverfield, probably one of the earliest good horror shaky cam films. Yeah. Which, looking back, is kind of unwatchable. But it did define a genre. Yeah, it was, it was the, uh, like, Cloverfield and uh, Paranormal Activity were that, like, horror... Shaky cam, personal handheld thing. Like, you're in this... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I've got the utmost faith in him. What I you got? I found the, uh, the quote. So, basically, he was quoted as saying that he was listening to Nirvana while writing the script, and the protagonist is like Batman Kurt Cobain. <laughs> <Ooh>. So, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully the early... <laughs> hopefully, it ends before the last ten minutes of that story. Real bad... <laughs> No sequels here, folks. He <laughs> <laughs> um, was also inspired by 70s classics like The French Connection, Chinatown, and Taxi Driver, Ooh. as well as the 1987 graphic novel, graphic novel Batman Year One. So, so it's there, a year one thing, for sure. There has been some commentary that there, we might get a Joaquin Phoenix Joker in this. I don't think we will. What do, okay, I was going to say, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I don't, I don't think, think we will. will. But I did see an even better thing that I think would work so much better. It's not because Joker 2 is already in production. Mm-hmm. But Willem Dafoe had a pitch. Oh, to be Joker? To be a rival fake Joker. Yeah. Ooh. I like it. Was, it was like a very interesting... Just because give us more Willem Dafoe being crazy. Mm-hmm. Just give us. Give it. Come on. He's willing to do it. Um, let's see. Sony, uh, so I think we talked about the Xbox to Activision deal yeah. last episode. Yeah, okay. we did. Um, Sony took a massive hit due to that announcement. And the, I guess... The next day. Like, we recorded the next day that happened. Well, and what's crazy even is this is video game news. Yeah. And, like, I'm listening to, like, uh, Crystal and Sager on the Breaking Points uh, podcast. And they're like polit- political commentators, and they're talking about how big of a deal that was. Oh my god! Yeah. When they met through, the, when they were like, "Yeah, what people don't understand is like this is a big deal." I was like, "I know it's a big deal. I can't believe this blipped on y'all's radar." Yeah, Activision Blizzard had uh, Crash Bandicoot, which Microsoft now owns. Mm-hmm. Crash Bandicoot was a the Sony, Sony OG like, character. It was the character. It was like a Mario with Nintendo. Yeah. Microsoft owns it now. Yeah. Mike, and I get that's why their stock took a hit is Microsoft. It, this could be one of our earliest instances of antitrust in video games where. Sony's more on that line, actually. I'll let really? you finish your Okay, story. I was going to say because Microsoft. It sounds like Microsoft might just be getting even footing at this point, but there might just be no old IP left if somebody buys it all up, is what I was True. getting at. That's, that's a fair point. Yes, that if all the old IP does get bought up, yeah, mm-hmm. then they have to make new things, which they should do. Yeah, they should but, be doing that anyway, but that's a whole other yeah. argument for a whole other day. But uh, I was listening to Inside Games, 
which is uh, Bruce and Lawrence were two guys that did Inside Gaming and then Funhouse, and then they left all those, and now they're doing Inside Games. It's a whole saga. Okay. But they're doing news about video game-related things. They've been covering this Activision Blizzard stuff. They basically did a deep dive on, is it a monopoly, and, like... I would argue it's not a monopoly. Did they come up with... Yeah, they said Microsoft is not a monopoly because they're, it's the Xbox and PC cons, like platforms. Right. So you have multiple markets where it can sell on. Yeah. You can sell it through various, you can sell it through Steam or whoever. Um, it, they're not limiting you with purchasing like dollars. Like mm-hmm. you don't have... You have the Microsoft points, but you can transfer that into real money as well. Wait, you can turn those points into money? Sort of. I've got a ton of those points. Well, then you should use them. <laughs> I gotta do some googling. You I do. thought that, I thought that was just something like when you like see, like the old PlayStation Three, yeah. like how many trophies you had. It's not that. <laughs> it's different from that. Okay, we'll get to it. Guess who's not buying their next game? Yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> but Sony is, which is great because I'm tired of spending money. <laughs> Sony, all their games only come out on Sony. They're only on PlayStation. Like, if you put money in there, it's only going into this one service. It's mm-hmm. very, like, you are stuck in this platform. It is closer to Monopoly than uh, Microsoft in certain ways. Which oh. is kind of, like, a lot of people are like, why is Amazon not a Monopoly? Yeah. And I'm like, because they – anytime they hit the threshold of whatever's going to blip on somebody's radar, yeah. they go, let's do space travel next instead. Yeah. Let's do grocery stores next instead. Yeah, let's do just, internet it's, serv- it's, web services. Like. Yeah. They are horizontally integrated into everything. Microsoft kind of is in the same boat, whereas Sony is vertically integrated to the point that start to f- they own the processing plant, the TV, oh, yeah. the gaming system, and your money. Yep. And your credit card info. Oh, God. <laughs> Remember that big leak where it was the... Yeah, the before, Sony leaks and all that. Before the Equifax leak... Oh, right. The yeah. Sony leak was the, the biggest leak of personal data ever. Oh, God. People forget... They sure um, do. But yeah, and I think I think Sony has a right to be worried about this deal because there's a real good chance that they go, you can have this on any console or Mac or PC as long as it's not got Sony on the badge. Yeah. There there were some thoughts of like, you know, Call of Duty. There's already contracts and things saying it's going to come out on other platforms. They'll honor that. They'll stick with it. This time? There might not be those contracts, apparently. Well... It might... Not go to Sony next time around. What I was going to say is whatever next game has already been approved and everything and Activision's already making probably has that contract. The game after it that is definitely going yeah. to happen does not. Yeah, it's it's what happened with uh, Bethesda. And you know what will probably happen what? is you can release it on Sony, but we're going to take 10% of every copy you sell. Like there will be a yeah. licensing fee for it. Absolutely. And Sony needs the money. We'll hit a point where they need the money more than they care about the 10% loss. And Microsoft is going to be basically profit sharing on whatever. Absolutely. Uh, Sony sells of it. And Sony will sell a ton because their consoles are pretty good. Uh, yeah. Microsoft's just trying to incentivize you to buy their console. Do you have the PS5? I have PS4. Okay. I was going to say, have you held one of those new controllers yet from the PS5? I've got the PS4, which I think... Oh, no, those controllers are different. They, yeah, those are the those are the DualShock 4s. The DualShock 5s are the real big departure. Yeah. I, I haven't met a single person yet who's used the, that controller and can tell me whether or not it's worth getting. And you can't find one in stores, so... Um, you boned. You boned. Uh, me, uh, your boy. Um, I have, uh, like, one other video game news that came out today. What you got? Uh, Lucasfilm Games... So yeah, uh, the old 
man, that that gives me a throwback to like some early Star Wars PC floppy disk games. Yeah. Boy, we are old. Um. <laughs> Remember getting a lot of Star Wars things like all the time? Mm-hmm. Like in the 90s, early 2000s, like you're getting a game every year type of thing. Yeah, this is pod racing. Yeah. Well, under EA, I think there were like maybe five Star Wars games that came out. Mm-hmm. There was already eight announced that are coming out. Like I knew it was three. Next. Three were announced today. Uh, oh, damn. All coming from Respawn Entertainment, either in development or uh, publishing. So, Je- Jedi Knight, or Jedi Fallen Order, whatever that one is. Okay. Sequel is coming out this year, okay. potentially. Is uh, that the one where people were like, this is the most fun game, but it's still not very, that Star Wars has made in a while, but it's still not super fun? I don't know. I really enjoyed it. It's the first... Uh, story-driven game that EA did a long time, and it sold very well. Okay. After they had said, like, no one buys story-driven, story-driven games. games. Single-player games. It's like, they do. No, no, you guys only just invest and make games that aren't that, and yeah. therefore people don't buy shitty games. You make a lot of money because you keep selling FIFA Ultimate packs, and people, yes. you found the sharks. There's surprise mechanics, not gambling. <laughs> um, <laughs> surprise mechanics. That was a thing they said in the lawsuit. We can cover that another time. Yes. But uh, there's another a strategy game coming out and a first-person shooter game. You know what I really want more than anything from mm-hmm. Star Wars games right now? Do you remember Star Wars Battlefront? Yeah. Not the current two. Yeah. And not the second one of the old ones. Yeah. But the original Star Wars Battlefront where nobody could play as a Jedi. Mm-hmm. That, to me, was better than the second one. Everybody was yeah. like, I got to play as a Jedi. I'm like, yeah. But that's no fun because you like you're OP. Yeah, you're OP. And what was great was like the mild military tactics that you got from yeah. playing as just troops, and just like yeah. you know what it felt like is like what the current Halo yes. meta is, but Star Wars themed. Yeah, pretty much. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. I think that's a correct statement. Yeah. yeah, I want I want that game back. As, yeah. And not behind this steep-ass paywall that the current generation... Yeah. The current generation suffers from you can become the uh, heroes yeah. or whatever, and so they become OP, and then they rack up a bunch of kills and make the game just not fun. Yeah. Now, thankfully, EA is not the only one that can hold the license anymore, so it should be more of a competitive landscape of, like... Make a game that's better, not yeah. trapped behind paywalls, yeah. yeah. Um, the first person shooter someone was talking about, maybe it'll be more like the old Dark Forces game, which were almost Doom and Quake clones. Oh, okay. So, I don't uh, know what those games are. Oh, and did I will... you ever play uh, Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy, or any of those? Nope. Okay. I played those a shit ton. <laughs> okay. I played with my dad. I might have to go find some legal copies you can get, online. You can get the uh, Jedi Academy one on Xbox. It's a 360 game. Oh, no kidding. like... <laughs> you know what I really want to is like a remastered, expanded Knights of the Old Republic. They are doing that. Uh, a remastered or remake of KOTOR is coming out. That's one of the other eight that's already announced and lined up. Okay. Yeah. Exciting times for Star Wars fans. Let's go. You know what? Maybe a, maybe stay away from making the movies for a little bit. Yeah. Maybe you perfect making video games. Then you can come back to the movies when you're ready to say something that's going to mean something. Someone did say that they were like, what if the TV show is coming out? Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, and Ahsoka all lead into a tie-in movie at the end. I wouldn't care. I don't care either. Yeah. I, it, it'd just be an interesting thing to happen. It would fall care. so flat, though. Yeah. There's not a lot of hype right now. I the, don't know why. Mandalorian 
had a strong second season. Yeah. Book of Boba Fett is fine right meh. now. Meh. The second episode was eh. Yeah. Um, and then is the show even out yet? No, that no. That's okay, so I was gonna say I did. I was wondering if I missed something. No, no. still haven't seen Hawkeye yet. Speaking of Disney yeah, Plus, I haven't either. Um, probably won't. Um, oops. Oops. Let's see. Space Entertainment Enterprises. Is oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're they're building a film studio in space by twenty twenty four. This will be the first time that we see a multitude of actors die in space. <laughs> this is such oh. a bad idea. Like, there needs to be a movie about this. Yeah. As a bad idea. Oh, easily. It's it's a dumb, dumb, dumb idea. Holy it's, shit. Why? Some studio pick this pick this up as a script and make a mo- a horror movie about this going wrong. <laughs> yeah. There you go. See you soon. It's part of the, uh, I think they have like part of an ISS space station or something or like not the main one, mm-hmm. but there was some. Well, probably re- repurposing the original model of that. Yeah. Because the ISS is going defunct here in a year or two. Okay. Um, and it's going defunct because it's cracking. Ah, uh, good reason to bring it down. Well, I mean, these things, they're exposed to radiation. They're outside the ozone layer. They do have a finite lifespan. Oh, for sure. Um, So this is not shocking, nor is it unplanned. I don't know whether or not this, you know, it was planned for this year or for 15 years from now. But, um, (laughs) and welding in space is tough. Oh, I'm sure. As in. Black oxygen is kind of a pain. Yeah. So, um, I guess the ISS-2 electric boogaloo is getting (laughs) launched here in a couple years. Yeah. Yeah, the Space Entertainment Enterprise announces world's first entertainment arena and content studios in space, built by Axiom Space. Arena is a scary word to it use. Sure for space. is, especially with where? Where is the <laughs> arena here? It's lines. <laughs> is it this ball? Are I there, think is it's that, that the Rumble Pit? <laughs> I think it's the Thunder Ball. The Thunderdome. <laughs> Thundernut. Yeah. God. Um. Oh, as long as we're on, mm-hmm. well, we're off video games. Oh, um, so we'll circle back to it when we get to oh, it. Oh, we're gonna talk about the Zoom thing, or no? I was gonna throw out there uh, Joe Biden sticking with perpetuating the stereotype oh, that video yeah, games caught. Yeah, Joe Biden perpetuating the old line that uh, video games cause violence or teach violence or whatever. Oh, what do you you mean the old man? The old grandpa who doesn't understand what's going on in the world thinks video games make you violent? Never! Well, I think the funnier thing to me is, sir, you're in charge of the military. Yeah. Who do you think teaching people more violence? Who do you think's filling your ranks? (laughs) But yeah, old politicians who think video games cause violence is a tough look. It it certainly is. Um... They're on both sides of the spectrum, and they're all stupid. Yes. And that's my political stance. Jake Cusick, 2022. Mm-hmm. You're dumb. Man, and in an effort to not get political, but 
That's it. That was my statement. Yeah. Well, there was a senator who I am a proponent of in our friend group mm-hmm. who I discovered made like 80% returns last year. Yep. They're on both and, sides of the board. And I went, damn it, I got to retract a lot of opi- a lot of statements I've made about him being a great person. Mm-hmm. I now have to pull back because he has butt rammed the American people for his personal gain. Who would have thought public, politicians are corrupt? Yeah. Public servant number one. Uh, um. Ma, Meatloaf? I did see that Meatloaf passed. Yeah. It's very sad. He uh, allegedly passed due to COVID. He's not vaccinated. And he had a direct quote saying, if I die, I die. So, you died. And very sad. You know what? You lived a good life. I can respect a man who stuck by his guns. Like, the people, the people who are like, I'm anti-vax. And then when they get real sick and go, give me the vaccine, I'm like, Mm. It's not how that works. No, you you uh you made your bed. You made your bed. Meatloaf going down with the ship. Whether or not you think that's a dumb ship or not, you know what? Do you, man? Yeah. Um, Black Panther production has had all one, the delays. One day it will finish. <laughs> one day. <laughs> so many delays. Uh, yeah, Letitia Wright, uh, Shuri for, for mm-hmm. the movies. Uh, apparently hurt herself last summer in a stunt-related accident. I think she, like, broke her leg or broke her arm or something. Anyway, she's just recently healed up. And they started, and then maybe two days later, they had to close down because of COVID, that COVID outbreak. Uh, Letitia Wright is also openly outspoken about not trusting vaccines. So I'm not sure how that correlates. But... Huff. It is not a great look. Maybe we'll get to see Black Panther 2 one day. Yes. Um, you want to go into the Zoom prank? We can, yeah. <laughs> this was your news article. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to let you take it from here and explain that's, the rules of the internet. No, that's fair. Uh, the rules <laughs> of the internet, uh, if it exists, there's P, uh, a pop, P asterisk RN of it. Boy. Yeah. That's weak. Yeah. I'm trying not to get us demonetized immediately. Um, if it exists, there's Nikki time of it on the internet. Yep. <laughs> and apparently some members of the Italian uh, parliament really love Final Fantasy VII. Specifically, uh, Tifa. Tifa Lockhart. Some rule, a rule 34 vid of smut popped up during <laughs> um, Italian Italy's parliament, like... Meeting. <laughs> so what a, what a time in the world. Uh, it's potentially someone got into the Zoom call they were having and posted it, as people were doing previously, of like joining random Zoom classes and pretending to be students and then... Yeah. Sorry, I'm what? chuckling because I am trying to find a list of the rules of the internet <laughs> because I thought that might be fun to go through. <laughs> it's not going to be. <laughs> It might be. Um. <laughs> I, uh, apparently, the uh, person who made this content, Dragic, D-R-A-G-K, mm-hmm. don't look it up. It's smut. Don't look it up. Okay. Uh, apparently, they reached out about this and said that they feel honored and they're quite happy that a lot of people saw their content, even if it was by accident. <laughs> it is all... Basically, everything is about porn on the rules of the internet. It's uh, 
Fight Club rules, then it goes we're anonymous, then it says we're a legion as rule four. Uh, rule five is we do not forgive, that we do not forget. Rule six is there's no rule six. Um, rule 14 is do not argue with the trolls. Uh, that's which good rule that's a high. damn good rule. Everybody needs that tattooed on their foot. Yep. Um, Don't feed them. Rule 16, if you fail hard enough, it may just become a winning failure. Rule 19, the more you hate it, hate it the stronger it gets. That's mm-hmm. also a good one. Yep. Um, nothing is to be taken seriously except for Rule 71. What's Rule 71? The internet is serious fucking business. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Rule 29 is on the internet, all girls are men and all the kids are undercover FBI agents. Yeah. Boom. Good, good rules to live by if you're living a sketchy-ass life. Rule 30, there Jesus. are no girls on the internet. <laughs> God, God, we're getting, we're getting canceled just reading these. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's something that very much was written in like 2011. It's Internet 1.0. Rule yeah. 32, any line can be interpreted with a sexual connotation, no exceptions. Uh, rule 34, we went over. Rule 35, if no porn of it exists, it will be made. Yep. Um, <laughs> rule 42, always bring your towel. Do you get that reference? Yes. Um, let's see. <laughs> Rule 43, the more beautiful and pure a thing is, the more satisfying it is to corrupt. God. <laughs> that, that's, that's upsetting. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Rule, so, 60, yeah. Rule 62, it has been pirated. <laughs> Fair. Probably has. Rule 61, Chuck Norris is the exception to Rule 63, no exceptions or else. <laughs> Rule 77, the internet makes you stupid. Rule 75 is a lie of shit. (laughs) 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 Rule 105 is Rule 71 is serious business, which Rule 71 is the internet's serious business. business. (laughs) Three rules saying the same thing. Rule 9001 is it's over 9000. Yeah, Yeah, wow. (laughs) I never would have guessed that one. Rule 284 is uh, for ev- what has been seen cannot be unseen. Even the p- um, you can clear your history, but it can't undo your brain. That's also true. <laughs> Eye bleach and brain bleach do not exist in that way. Rule 123 is 456-789. God damn it. <laughs> Oh, incredible. Oh, this is bit that that's all of the fun ones. <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, what a rabbit hole. Hey, you know what? Italy, thank you for playing porn in the middle of your parliament. So we could go through the rules of the internet. That probably were made well, rule nine thousand, likely last rule because it's the highest value rule. Mm-hmm. Over 9,000 is a reference from, like, a 1993 anime. Like... Dragon Ball. Yeah. Yeah. So, that... Dragon Ball the, Yes. The rules of the internet are, like, 25 years old now. Oh, God, yeah. It's... it's Yeah, it's definitely old. They're a quarter century. They're probably older than us. No, they're not. No, they're... No, they're definitely not. But they are... They're old. They're close. Fuck. They're old. We're, we're all old. They're older than kids that are just now learning to drink. Ugh. Also... Kids, kids can now drink that were born in 2000. I know. Drink they're born in 2001. Yeah. I hate <laughs> that. Luckily, there's like 60 of them. Um, let's see. Oh, 
in other news, China censored the release of Fight Club. Yep. Uh, that made pretty big news today. They changed the ending, got rid of the explosions, and basically finished with the cops. Okay, let me read it off. Through the clue provided by Tyler, the police rapidly figured out the whole plan and arrested all of the criminals, successfully preventing the bomb from exploding. After a trial, tri- after the trial, Tyler was sent to a lunatic asylum and is receiving uh, psychological treatment. He was discharged from the hospital in 2012. Don't in, act out. We will stamp you down. Yeah. In China, China. the state always wins. Yeah. Unless it's uh, your economy. Do we or take a... Evergrande or whatever it's called. Do we just go ahead and take a stance on Taiwan and Hong Kong while we're at it? I'm happy to. <laughs> I'm very happy to. <laughs> the Chinese government basically violated a treaty, stole back Hong Kong, and does not recognize Taiwan as an independent group. I have nothing wrong with the Chinese people. They are great people. Nothing wrong with them. The government, I have an issue with. I know. I'm just not a big fan of public domain Winnie the Pooh being pirated (laughs) over there as a world leader. Uh, Boy, I'm going to get drone strike. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. No, they uh, not not good at the top. No, no, definitely not good at the top. The the Uyghur, I think that's how you say it. Uyghur Uyghur Muslims. Uyghur Muslims. That's horrible. Yeah. Absolutely. Concentration camps. Terrible. Uh, the fact that more isn't being done is insane. It's probably going to, as we find out more information about it, will probably be one of the greater humanitarian crises of our lifetime. Absolutely. Easily. I mean, a lot of them come out of China. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When the whole regime was starting up, massive famine. Mm-hmm. Killed a lot of people. And you have the whole one-child policy. If it ain't boy, boy, that, uh... Yeah. Family Guy had a... Sure did. Horrific bit Sure <laughs> did. It keeps popping back up on Instagram for me. I'm like, go away. I know the joke. You crashed. Who are you? Well, I'm Super Death. <laughs> well, I guess. Death reborn right now. No. Hey, I'm back. Right. <laughs> God. China. <laughs> All right. <laughs> don't don't we'll need on. to read that one whole, all out. Yeah. Um, we'll the Rock's next. working on a new video game movie. Um, he hasn't said what it is. So, a couple video game properties that we know are coming up in the form of movies or that he's been a part of. Fortnite, he was a skin. Oh, God, he is, yeah. Um, I hope it's not. Overwatch, he was a skin for Doomfist, I think. Oh. Um, Call of Duty could be another one because he's talked about playing that. Yeah. And... Halo is the other one I can think it could be because that's got a Call of Duty's got a movie coming up and Halo's got a TV series coming up. I don't think it's Halo because of the TV series, but that would have been cool. Mm -hmm. Oh man, could you imagine him as? Oh, I'm thinking of him as like the bad guy. Oh, I was gonna. I was gonna say CPO Mendez, the trainer for the Spartans. Oh yeah, yeah, he would do a good job with that. Right, teaching a bunch of kids how to kill a bunch of aliens. (laughs) Have you? How how far have you dug into the Halo iceberg of lore? I read all the books. Okay, so very far. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What a what a what an interesting story. Well, what I love about it is like you took this great game that everybody loves. Um, you expanded on it significantly. Y- well, yeah. Um, and Eric Nyland is the guy who wrote the first and third book, um, and he did a great job of really making you understand like that. The Spartans that we all were like, I want to grow up and be Master Chief, 
was basically produced out of a war crime. Yeah. Of human Oops, experimentation. You did a war crime. <laughs> you do. Yeah. Um, but it was a, like really kind of like a weirdly apt, not apt, but like a weirdly deep commentary on what people will overlook for the uh, salvation of mankind. Yeah. Uh, especially since it was supposed to put down insurgents. Yeah. And not fight. To the, hey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Brian David Gilbert on Polygon did an unraveled thing where he did, he read all the Halo books mm-hmm. and he did a report on them. He did a Skyrim book report as well. This was a little bit more concise. Yes, because Skyrim has like too many, mm-hmm. 400 something. Um, and they're like full length books. Oh, yeah. He, uh, the video title is I read every Halo novel and became the Master Chief of Loneliness. <laughs> <laughs> this is during quarantine, so. It's a good watch. Uh, 30 minutes. Uh, hey. Some hey. books that came out of that that I recommend reading mm-hmm. are Fall of Reach, mm-hmm. Contact of Harvest, mm-hmm. Ghost Protocol, um, and the first and First Strike. Mm. The Flood kind of sucked. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never read any of them. I'll be honest. I was reading Star oh, Wars. Oh, not Ghost Wars. Protocol. Ghost of Onyx. Code Protocol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ghost of Onyx, man. I heard that one was a good one. That one fucking ripped. <laughs> that was like, I was I was reading that with like a boombox playing in the background. And like, there are certain songs that come on that I was listening to when that when I was reading that book. And my brain just like reverts to scenes in my head. I love, I love that type of like memory where it's like, mm. you listen to a song like, oh yeah. Memory unlocked. Getting back to what we were talking about. What were we talking about? Um, the Rock. Oh, yes. Maybe he's doing Doom again. <laughs> I would love it. Dude, have you watched the one with The Rock and Carl Urban before? I haven't. It is a great movie. I it's don't believe you. It's a bad movie. <laughs> okay, it's you. It's like a solid 75, but right. it's a lot of fun. It's money okay. playing. Okay. Yeah. Like, you're going to enjoy the hell out of it. You're going to go, this is nothing like Doom. Mm-hmm. Doom Annihilation might it was a one for yeah. me. It was so bad. But it followed Doom lore better than, the than one. this one did. Yeah. But man, was that a fun movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. You've got to make it fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, who knows what he's going to do. But interesting, nonetheless. So you've got some news on Ye? Oh, oh yeah. This popped up recently, uh, which I actually agree with his stance on this. Uh, Kanye West had... He's being photographed by paparazzi and recorded, and he had this to say. Basically... Not this to say, but he basically was saying, to be fair to him and other celebrities, they should get a cut of the pictures taken of them. Like, people are getting paid to go trespass into other people's lives. Mm-hmm. Like, get these very intimate moments and things on film and camera. You should get paid. So, okay. Be- I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play devil's advocate. Okay. Because I think paparazzi who trespass should get arrested for trespassing. Oh, for sure. And paparazzi should I think they are trash people in general. If, Sorry if I was a celebrity and paparazzi were chasing me, I'd keep a paintball gun on me. I'd have a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'd also probably be a celebrity who was constantly in and out of trials. A lot of legal battles. <laughs> but Hell, you probably have more paparazzi following you because they're like, we can make some money off of them. Yeah, he can't hit all of us. <laughs> <laughs> and if he does, we get a little court settlement. Um, but um, counter-argument is these guys are taking on risk. They can get arrested. They can cause property damage. Yeah. They kind of need all the money for when they 
have that one time they're like, this $28,000 photo is not going to cover my $500,000 fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I hear you, but I think, I think a cut of that should go and to the people being pictured. What I do think is a weird gray area, and I'm just kind of – I'm mulling this yeah. over. This is the first time I'm reading it or thinking about it, is paparazzi. I wonder what – is there a license like a private eye? Probably. Because if there is, you might wind up having things like private eyes having to pay people for, hey, I found photos of – I got photos of your wife cheating on you, and I now have to pay your wife a f- fee for finding pictures – you know, for taking pictures of her that you right. are – that I'm profiting off of because you paid me for this assignment. I don't know. I can see some weird gray areas where le- any legislation passed yeah. about this would lead to some like – other professions having – like real estate agents taking photos of houses. Um, Somebody winds up in the background of one and oh. suddenly you have a leg to stand on where you're like, I sue for nearly the value of the home that you're trying to sell. You know, like it's, I think it more goes down the line of the fact that like if a professional photographer takes a picture of you, mm-hmm. you don't own that picture. Right. They do. But it's of you. Yes. Shouldn't you own that? It's your likeness. NFT? Buzzword? <laughs> Fuck out of here. Because <laughs> uh, there was a court case that was filed at one point. Some some actress was suing, uh, basically saying that she should own the picture because she, it was uh, under fair use because she picked the outfit she was going to wear and the makeup. So she elevated the piece by doing stuff to herself beforehand. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's interesting. It got thrown out for other reasons. The company that was whatever didn't have the trademark to begin with so or the copyright okay but it's it's an interesting legal ground that neither of us are qualified, <laughs> qualified to speak to on. about yeah um that's really all i got for news that's all i got for news cool uh did you get to see last night in soho i sure did i watched it too nice so we were gonna watch matrix uh because it was free on hbo max and then it wasn't turns out it was only free until the 22nd I found this out on the 23rd mm-hmm. or 24th. <laughs> yeah. It's now available for rent for 25 bucks. No thank you. That's not happening. Uh, so instead we rented Last Night in Soho. Mm-hmm. For five bucks, six bucks. What did you watch on? Um, Amazon Prime. Okay. I did uh, Apple TV. Okay. Um, I'm going to take Matrix off of our upcoming until that reaches a price that <laughs> is affordable. Isn't violent. Yes. Um, for, for a bad movie. Yes. That it really, that is what it is, is that I don't want to spend that much on a bad movie. Yeah. Um, so last night in Soho, uh, give you the spoiler free up front yes. as usual. And basically a girl who grew up in a home full of, uh, seamstresses um, her mom and grandma. Grandma, and she tries to make her way in the world. Moves to Soho, London. Um, goes to a prestigious school, and starts having visions of the past. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of hints of that before that she has something like some this hist- already. Yeah, some history of potential psychological issues. Her mom um, had previously passed due to mental issues. And I'm going to use the tagline from the movie because I feel like that's the most spoiler-free. Sometimes when you look at the past, you let the past in. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Yeah. I enjoyed this movie. This was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, 
do I think it's a hundred? No, but it's it's interesting. It's unique. Edgar Wright has brought a lot to the table here. Oh God! And his, I got a lot of um, Baby Driver meets Scott Pilgrim. Yes, meets uh, a horror thing. Horror, yes, a, something with yeah. horror in it. Um, meets a who done it? Mm-hmm. It definitely didn't have some of the comedic beats that some of his other works have. Yeah, uh, which. I feel kind of fits for the It definitely fit for the tone of this movie, yeah. That's not a knock. That's just yeah. a, yeah, this is where a, it fell into. Absolutely. Um, how I've about you? A, what you got? I've got a fun fact for you about it. What you got? Um, so in, in the movie, she, the, the main girl, does have very vivid visions. Um, it's in the trailers and things like that where she feels like she's lived in the past or whatever. The first time she does this, uh, she walks out the street and there's a big thunderball uh, movie sign. Yes. That, you can thank uh, Jordan Peele and Quentin Tarantino for being there. Really? Yes, because it was in there to begin with. Edgar Wright was watching a cut of it and said, I don't like it. We're going to take it out and replace it with a different uh, movie that was not of that era. It was like just a year or two out of what time it should have been. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of thrown off the timeline. But it was more in line with kind of the themes of the movie. Yes. Um, he showed a screener to Jordan Peele and Quentin Tarantino. They're like, we love this. We love that you got that in there. It fits the time so well. It's perfect. So Edgar Wright had to go back to his team and say, hey, guys, you know how I told you to digitally remove that thing? I need you to put it back. <laughs> I, you know, that is one thing. And Edgar Wright's no stranger to using digital touch-up. Yeah. Um, and it is, this is not a knock, but baby driver being the last thing I saw of his, mm-hmm. um, was how he did most of the things in baby driver in practical Yeah, that I kind of forgot how much he can use digital in the, and this had a much more oh, digital sure. heavy hand in it than, um, baby it, driver. Did. It never like hits you in the face with it really. There's one scene. There's okay. one scene I'll bring up. Okay. Um, um the movie that he'd switched out for was Fantastic Voyage, which apparently came out... Uh, See, that would have just meant nothing to me. It would have yeah. been a blank space. Exactly. I wouldn't have cared. I don't know what it is. Thunderball, I got to go, ooh. Thunderball, you're like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm in that time again. Yeah. Um, you got anything for the spoiler-free besides that? Um, it's, uh, it's a very interesting kind of look at what how kind of lonely uh, college life can be for some people mm-hmm. in, in that sense, at least like it, there's a very supernatural story component to it, but there's also a very like human element of like going to school and dealing with bad roommates and dealing mm-hmm. with the stresses and things that go along with that, being away from your family, keeping up with them. Yeah. yeah it's one of the darker coming of age stories. Yeah, for sure. But it's, you know, it, I think it worked well. Mm-hmm. I, I, I enjoyed it. Yes. So, spoiler time. If spoiler you haven't time. watched it, jump ship now. Forever hold your peace. Thank you for watching and listening to yes. us. You're not watching. You're listening. Um, <laughs> yeah, you will be watching soon. One day. One day. Retraction, 2023. Um, <laughs> you'll be watching when we watch uh, Jurassic World Dominion. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, wanted to throw out... So, or, Want to throw out? Um, I enjoyed great cast, by the way. Great cast, absolutely. 
and Anya Taylor Joy mm. kills yeah. it. Um, I think Matt Smith did a great job. Matt Smith was um, great. The Doctor. Yep. Uh, Terrence Stamp. He popped on the screen. He's like, oh, uh, yeah, you're a Zod. Yes. <laughs> and also the Chancellor in Episode 1. Yes. Um, and in other things, you're a very famous actor. <laughs> let me pull up the cast list because your boy is I've got it pulled up. Burned out. Uh, Thomason McKenzie is our uh, lead actress, Eloise Ellie. I just uh, searched IMDb on IMDb search bar. Incredible. Wow. Um, I'm going to sleep as soon as we finish. You absolutely should. Q, using your spare bedroom tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Thomason McKenzie, great cast. Anya mm-hmm. Taylor Joy, great cast. Matt Smith. Diane Rigg has since passed since this. Oh, um, I didn't know that. That's so sad. Yeah, and she crushed her role she in did. this. Um, yeah, she's doing a bunch of stuff. Um, and boy, does she play a great villain. Yes. Um, I'm yeah. trying to find... Uh, Michael Ajo. Aj- 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 I don't know how you say his last name, but yeah. A-J-A-O. Uh, mm-hmm. He plays kind of the, the love interest. Rebecca Herod plays the most convincing mean girl... And I'll probably see her in an unco- upcoming movie and not remember that that's who she played. And I'll have an immediate dislike for her. You're like, fuck this person. Terrence Stamp. Know. Also, I like the movies that you referenced for Terrence Stamp. <laughs> he did a lot of very famous things. <laughs> and I named the nerdiest options. Well, my brain went to get the villain and get smart. Oh, okay. So I can't re- – I'm not knocking you for what you uh, went with. But <laughs> it was in Yes Man. He did uh, The Haunted Mansion. He's a ghost. Mm-hmm. Um. He's been all sorts of shit. <laughs> yeah. But uh, him with long hair. It took me a minute to recognize him because he's got long hair in this. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> so uh, in the spoilers section, so I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there. The fact that um, our main character, Eloise, never once asks him what his name is. Yeah. I, and there's a lot of Admittedly, I didn't catch it. Yeah. You're led to believe that he is the Jack. older version of Jack, Matt Smith's character, mm-hmm. who seems like a good guy at first and then turns out to be just a real dirtbag um, who's basically pimping out uh, Sandy, Sandy Ryan yeah. Taylor Joy's character. Um, yeah. There, there were a lot of things. Stop trying to interact with the people in the past. Mm-hmm. If you're essentially sightseeing, uh, Eloise, Ellie. Yeah. If you are – this should be a rule for everybody. But yeah. when you astral project, don't touch things. Yeah. Don't try to talk to people and don't touch things. Uh, whether it's real or not, just don't do it. Don't bring the things back with you. Ugh. The Also, you know what I think will make a great – um, spinoff movie to this mm-hmm. is John, the boyfriend, the love interest. Yeah. I want to see a movie about the previous girls he's dated where putting up with Eloise was, was the best option. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like super heartwarming. Glad that, that we had a guy who was there for her and understood mental health, but damn. But the like, power of boners compels. <laughs> I mean, and that, boy, oh boy. him putting up with her almost stabbing a student. Um, 
just very frantic outbursts as well. Ve- like, very frantic outbursts. Like, he t- she takes him home, and then she has a complete breakdown mm-hmm. that leads to him almost getting stabbed by Diana Rigg. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a time. And the man is just like – and, like, another complete mental breakdown as she's leaving um, – that when she sprints out of the class. Yep. Um, yeah. She, yeah. She's, it, it's a girl who's very much struggling with mental and, health, but it's solely because she went back in time and was talking to people and brought all these ghosts back. Yeah. And we should talk about Thomas and McKenzie plays. Oh, kills the That crushes. Absolutely. Every scene. She's been stuff too. Yeah. Which I was like, oh damn, you've been in some things for being a 21 year old. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You're 2000. Also potentially 22. No, it's just 21. Okay. Uh, July 26th. Oh, wow. We've got similar birthdays. She's born in 2000, though. Yeah, and she's, like you said, great properties. Also, can we talk about last night in Solo, Soho's um, cover art looking like a Star Wars movie cover? It does a little bit. Uh, it's, it's the reds and blues, I think, is what's doing it. The reds and blues. And it's the and faces, the, I guess. Well, I was going to say the um, thing that says last night in Sto- Soho looks like Star Wars um, dot dot. Some you know it is solo a Star Wars yeah. story yeah it's that boxed little font yeah the double lines but um old didn't do really well but was everybody knows that it exists yep. Jojo Rabbit crushed oh yeah um she was in Power of the Dog which is doing really well I hear that's going to be a pretty Oscar Bay movie she's apparently in Top Gun Maverick oh I'm excited for that she's also in The Hobbit. The Battle of the Five Armies. Who was she in that? She, I have no clue, but she was in it apparently. Um, <laughs> it was 2014. She was, she was 14 years old. Astrid. Who is Astrid? No. Oh, I think that's one of uh, Dale's daughters or something. Sure. I think, Dale was the, I think Dale was the city. So Some Hobbit nerd's going <laughs> to flip out about this. I wasn't going to say anything because I wiped those movies from my memory. <laughs> well, I read the books, but they didn't exist in the books. So yeah. I've just got a garbage head. <laughs> Yeah. Why can I not get back to the screen I wanted? She was in a bunch of good stuff. Um, Anya Taylor-Joy also crushes everything she touches. Yes, um, easily. I don't think she knows how to be a secondary character. No, um, <laughs> she's not. Because she looked at this and went, yeah, I'm going to steal a show. Yeah. I Did you ever watch The Queen's Gambit? Yes. I never got around to it, but it's still something. It's on Netflix, so I'll go watch it. But yeah, yeah it's not going like, anywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really good. Um, it was f- like everybody got really excited about it in a way where I was like, "Calm down a little bit." Yeah. Okay. Um, Fair. But yeah, definitely worth the watch. Uh, very solid. And Anya Taylor Joy is somebody who really disappears into like we've talked about this before that there are some actors like Tom Cruise and Ryan Reynolds where they play Tom Cruise and Ryan Reynolds and the role is built around them. Oh yeah. Anya Taylor-Joy becomes the character to the point where she looks so distinctive. So I yeah. would you know that this is Anya Taylor-Joy the actor right. or actress but her in Queen's Gambit, her in Witch, uh her in Split, um her in this looks so diametrically different. Yeah. That if you um, played them for me throughout the year. Didn't tell me that that's who it is. I'd catch on, but yeah. it might take me a few minutes. My monkey brain 
tells me this is Anya Taylor Joy. Mm-hmm. Or no, my logical brain says this is Anya Taylor Joy. My brain, monkey brain says this is a new person. Yeah. They're doing a really good job. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just a star studded cast. And Matt, honestly, Matt Smith does a great job acting, but he is one of the weaker links in this. Yeah. And I think it's due to a lack of speaking. Yes. His role after like the first couple scenes of him just turns into him saying, come here. And yeah, it's, it's and shitty. Right. It's all, it's a little heavy handed and I'm not sure it's the fault of Matt Smith. I, it's, I feel like it's a little bit the direction of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's getting across like, cause they got to move it along. Right. You have two good, good nights for them. And then after that, it's, Oh, your life went to hell. Mm-hmm. We kind of you kind of don't have a whole lot of characters in this. No. Um, Apparently, John Hamm is in it. I saw his name on that list. John Hamm. Yeah. What? I have no clue what he played, and it doesn't list his name like the actor he played. But he shows up as someone that was potentially in the movie. <laughs> Let me do a quick search. Alrighty. Um, yeah, the the movie go, kind of goes from that. Uh, dark coming of age story we were, talk- we were talking about mm-hmm. becomes a little bit more paranormal uh, as we've also discussed about her kind of going back. Did you were you able to find him? Nope. Okay. Uh, about her going back in time and like at first she's loving this like living secondhand vicariously through this woman who just takes charge and gets what she wants. Uh, she wants to be a singer, a dancer, in swanky clubs. Mm-hmm. And as Ellie kind of keeps pulling on this thread, keeps learning more about the story, she sees the life of uh, Annie Taylor Joy Sandy stumbling into a bit of a prostitution and things of that nature, where just being taken advantage of. Yep. Yeah. Terrible, terrible things happened. Um, and like, there's a point in the movie mm-hmm. where it shifts. To horror yeah. and paranormal horror. Yeah. And we've already seen the very opening scene. I almost I almost feel like they should have delayed us seeing the paranormal stuff a little bit further. Yeah. Somehow drug the movie out. It probably would have felt bloated, so it's probably not the right way to have gone about it. Yeah. But that very opening scene, we see her mom and Eloise's mirror. mom in the mirror. And I almost feel like it was one of those early nods where you see it, you think about it, but you forget it before the paranormal stuff happens. Yeah. And because later when uh, – not Jack. What was the guy's actual name? Who? Terrence Stamp's character. Oh, Lindsay. Lindsay. When Lin- Lindsay gets hit by the car, yeah. I almost w- thought the movie – for about two minutes, the movie tricked me into thinking that the direction of the movie was going to be – that she was crazy. Yeah. Because you think <laughs> you think Terrence Stamp's character is the old version of Jack. It's turns right. out he's a uh, vice cop who caught on to Sandy uh, at the bar. Like, realized, oh, you're not in a good place, are you? Right. And was trying to advise her, like, get out. Get out of here. Right. Run. And... You don't see you don't see for a split second any other direction the movie could possibly yeah. go. Um, and it would have been great for that scene for you to go, like really rewind in your head and jump yeah. back to that initial scene in a way that wasn't quite as heavy handed, mm-hmm. uh, or in a way where so much CGI and so much of what comes like 
at this point we're seeing ghosts and stuff in the yeah. real world. Like, I don't know. It doesn't feel like it's as plausible that it's not a paranormal thing. Right. No, I get what you're saying. Um, I'm really not articulating it well, so I'm glad. (laughs) I mean, they they jump at you with the paranormal stuff uh, with the the ghosts that first time she kind of comes back and like before the Halloween party and all that. Mm -hmm. She's seen all these men in her bedroom because that's where they were with uh, Sandy. Yes. The... I will say that fucking creeped me out. It it, it got a little spook out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, the face melting and all that shit. It was it was good. Um, it does turn into a bit of a solve the mystery. Uh, you know, ghosts are here because they're being tethered or something, right? You got to set them free. Yep. Purified by fire. Yep. Uh, the overuse of CGI that was seen while yeah. saying fuck is when she's going up the stairs and they're like shattering. There's like oh, something yeah. a little bit too clean about the CGI where it doesn't look quite right. Yeah. No, I get that. I do get what you're saying there. Um, I haven't watched on the big screen over there. Yeah. I start watching on my phone, try to transfer it. Fucking took, I had to turn my phone off multiple times. Such a bitch. Um, Sorry. No, no, no. I was just thinking because I kind of tapped out on real thoughts about this movie other than it was very enjoyable. Oh, yeah. Diane Rigg winds up being the yeah, bad the, guy. The twist is Sandy's still alive. Yes. It is very much um, Edgar Allan Poe's Telltale Heart. Yep. Uh, the movie. Um, the yeah, bo- body. That's a good way to put it, actually. Shit. Yeah. Bodies buried in the walls. Yep. Um, and she chooses to not go to prison, so she tries to stab herself, and Eloise stops her. Then she decides to sit down in the fire anyway. Yeah. Um, House starts burning down. Yeah. Which I get all of, like, the imagery of. Yeah. She finally gets talked out of it. Like, um... It's someone who went from the highest to the highs just all the way down to the mm-hmm. lowest lows. Also, her classmates... Do you realize... Bitches. Well, yes, that. But do you realize... I, and I was thinking about this because I was like, it is unrelistic that her classmates would be welcoming her, welcoming her with open arms oh, after... Back? Yes. Yeah, yes. When they do that fashion show at the end. But I started thinking about it. Imagine, mm-hmm. as a small college student in whatever your smallest class was, if you had one student who kind of was on edge all the time and you're like, this guy might, be, like, might turn out to be a shooter or something because they're so yeah. frantic. And then you fi- come to find out that they solve, they were living under the roof of somebody who killed like 30 people and they were dealing with that and like catching a murderer. And you're like, like I'd probably be oh, like, maybe I was a little harsh. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'd be like, I'd be on edge too. Like I get it. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. I, and I kind of was like, no, the ending of this kind of tracks. Like I'd probably be like, you know what? I, I can't believe you pulled this project off because you solved a bunch of murders and I got drunk at frat parties. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, not fair. That's a good point. Yeah. It did kind of hit me as like a, I don't like y'all anyways. Get out of here. <laughs> but yeah. uh, one of the things that I thought of though as a plot hole mm-hmm. kind of yeah. is if these dudes kept disappearing, yes. why would Jack keep sending dudes her way? It's like 30 guys that she kills. And at no point does he draw a conclusion. 
He's getting money, I guess. He doesn't care. He's getting paid. You want repeat business. It's true. Um, and I, I was equating it. Me and my dad were discussing it back and forth to MK Ultra, um, where the CIA I think was doping married men with LSD uh, when they went to go see prostitutes, and so they couldn't tell anybody about the LSD or the prostitutes because mm-hmm. then they'd have to tell their wives that, that they had they been out seeing prostitutes. prostitutes. Yeah. Um, kind of, I think kind of the same thing. These bodies disappeared and. Oh, he left is a better explanation than he was seeing a hooker. Yeah. Um, so maybe you write it off that way and say, well, they just never showed back up again. I don't know what to tell you. Whoopsies. We did the dirty and they headed out the door. Yeah. Um, and that was the last I saw. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's, that's a good point to bring up. But 30? Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a bit high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. But I mean. Win some, you lose some. Yeah. That's nitpicking. Yeah. You got anything else you want to go over on this one? No. No. I I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. It did spook me. Uh, Some of the things at the end were a little like, meh, all right. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it it got me with the twists. Yes. It got me where I counted. So. And it was fun. Yeah. Very fun. Being fun. Is worth its weight in gold. Yes. Um, what are you ranking this one? Um, I give it like a, I give it an eighty-five. Yeah, I was going to say eighty-four. Oh, perfect. Uh, it's it's good that we have very similar mindsets of these yes. things. Yes. Um, yeah, like uh, what I was going to say is for anything that breaks an eight, so for our scoring structure, mm-hmm. anything that breaks a ninety. Actually, let's start. Anything that breaks a 95. What we complain about that movie is us going, this is what kept it from 100. Right. uh, From being an absolute perfect film. Yeah. Anything that breaks a 90 and we're complaining, it's almost probably a personal taste thing. Anything that, like, once you're above 80 and we're complaining, there's, you know, there's probably some plot holes. Yeah. But, but it's like, like it's still a very fun movie. The, you, what you really have to look at is what other movies exist at eighty that you love, and you go, "Holy shit!" Like that's I can't like that's an eighty, and you look up and you go, "Well, I get why that's a hundred, why that's an eighty, and you go, "Okay, eighty movies are really really good." Yeah. Um, when we get down into the fifties and we complain, it's like glaring issues. Yes. And like seventies, it's like this detracted from the movie pretty heavily. 80 is just kind of like when I mention a plot hole, it's like yeah. this didn't detract from the movie. It's what I thought about after it finished, yeah. like 20 minutes later. At 70, that plot hole is like, well, that just didn't make sense. Yeah. And at like 20, it's that plot hole made me leave the theater. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, all right, this is just incoherent crap. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, I'd say when you get below 70, it's usually where I stop having fun. Mm-hmm. Maybe I would agree with that. Like 75 is probably. Yeah. I'll, give, I'll give 70 flat as like a, if it gets to 68 and lower, you know, 69, nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'm, I'm going to amend and kind of go with the same thing because <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. I mean, when it gets below there, it's like, all right, there's a few too many holes here. It's starting to bug me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's problematic. Yeah. It's dragging me out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, but yeah, 
85, it's in our top 25. <laughs> nice. Well, you know what? I was going to say we've not got that many movies, but I realized that puts it in the top half. It's, uh, we on average, the same as Red Notice. Um, it's probably a little less because you were in 84, I was in 85. And Red mm-hmm. Notice is an 85 flat average. Flat, yeah. It was 84, 85, 86. So, you know, it's, it's in good, good company. Yeah. Um, well, we will see you guys next time. Um, unless you've got anything else. I got nothing. Um, probably Ghostbusters. Um, or a special. Or a special. Special surprise. Or a special surprise. Or Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we've got some great things coming up. Right. Um, and we will see you next time. Bye.